The Rams are on a six-game losing streak, a little Thursday night football. How do you break the streak, the key matchups, and more? It's a crossover Thursday with Locked On Raiders. All that's coming up next on Locked On Rams. You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, it is another crossover Thursday, and of course, we have a crossover edition right here for a Thursday night game between the Los Angeles Rams and the Las Vegas Raiders, who will have more than their fair share of fans <laughs> in Los Angeles coming up on Thursday night. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing exactly what that looks like. Before we get started with your boy Q and Travis Rogers, I want to remind you that today's crossover episode is presented by our friends at Prize Picks. Prize picks is so much fun and it's easy to play. No competing with other players, just you versus the projections available. Pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their prize picks projections, you can win up to 10 times your money on your entry. It can literally take you less than 60 seconds to enter. It is that easy, and we love prize picks, and we know that you will love it as well. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to 100 bucks with the promo code locked on that's prizepicks.com promo code locked on all right q so let's talk about uh storylines coming into this one obviously the, the tale of two different teams right now the raiders are having one three in a row the rams have not been a super bowl about 10 months ago everything then since then has gone in a weird direction so what is the biggest storyline for the raiders coming into this game on thursday night at Fly stadium well, I mean, you mentioned they won three in a row, which is great, right? Any team would be excited and fired up about winning three in a row. Problem is, they dug themselves such a hole to begin the season. Now it's basically every week feels like a must-win game, and it probably realistically is. So the biggest storyline for the Raiders is, can they keep this rolling? Can they keep the party going that they have? Winners of three straight. They had two walk-offs in a row in Denver and Seattle, and then one last week on Sunday against the Chargers at home, which was a good win. You know, they probably played the best game of the season, offensively and defensively. Now, can they take that on the road on a short week and keep that going is the biggest question. They have some guys that are banged up. Rocky has seen one of, the, uh, one of their defensive backs that's been playing pretty well. He's out for the game officially, so that's a big deal. Josh Jacobs, who's been massive on, on the offense, he's questionable with a quad and a calf injury. And on a short week, I don't know what that looks like, right? So, I mean, when it's a game and it doesn't get played till Sunday, most likely it's say, like, okay, he's going to go, but... It's going to be interesting to see what he does, uh, you know, later on on Thursday night football to see if he's able to go. And if he is able to go, how long will he be able to go? Because, again, it's a very short weekend. I remember talking to him in the locker room following the game on Sunday, and he said, well, I'm just getting to the house and I'm doing a lot of rest and I have a lot of treatment that I'm going through. But, man, on a short week, that's going to be really tough. So I think the biggest storyline for the Raiders going into this game is can they just keep what they're doing? Can they keep that party rolling and continue to win games in games that they have to win if they want to try to make us a, a race towards the end. So that's that's where it lies with the Raiders. How about for the Rams, who I know currently are riding that six-game losing streak? 
Yeah, the Rams are in a weird spot, Q. It's it's been such a bizarre season that it you know it, it opens up with a, a dropping of a banner, and everybody's incredibly excited to get this whole thing going again. And Buffalo just tears them in half, and 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 it just from that night forward, really nothing has gone well. In fact, quite quite honestly, it's gotten a little bit worse week to week to week. And here you are uh, on a six game skid right now. I think that the big story right now for the Rams, um, and for for a different reason, but for the same reason, is the short week. You're talking about Jacobs and making right. sure that he's ready to go. The short week for the Rams is a little different because they may play a quarterback that's been a member of their team for about five minutes. You know, <laughs> right. <laughs> just got here a, a, a couple of weeks obviously they go out and they pick up baker mayfield off of a waiver wire from carolina um matthew stafford you're not going to see him the rest of the year john wolford's dealing with an injury and bryce perkins has been you know inconsistent if we're being charitable and not very good if we're being honest it's just you know he's inexperienced he hasn't played a lot of right. football so I don't know what Sean McVay's plan is. I, I think it depends on what you're trying to do for the Rams. Are you trying to just find something? Are you trying to find a way to win a game and break this six-game losing streak? Or are you trying to really evaluate what you have in Baker Mayfield and see if he may be the guy that you can use as your backup moving forward next season when the Rams hopefully regroup and go again? Because in my opinion, if you put him out there with literally zero preparation, I mean, ne never mind knowing the playbook. I don't even know yeah. if I'll know anybody's name in the huddle. I mean, you, you, start, you start to look around. And, you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's one of those things. You go this way, you go that way, like when you're yeah. in, in the backyard with your buddies and you're drawing plays up on your chest and you go down yeah. by the, the, the tree and you go by the car and we'll do something like that. So I don't know. I think that where they can find some offense um, is the biggest question because – for the Rams so far this year, that every day has gotten, or every week, I should say, has gotten a little bit more challenging in, in the sense that you're not evaluating a player like Baker Mayfield with a competent offensive line. You're not evaluating him with Cooper Cup out there. You're not evalu evaluating him with Allen Robinson out there or Tyler Higby playing at a, a normal level. Nothing is working offensively. They sent their best running back to Jacksonville. They just cut him, and, and they pick him up. Daryl Henderson's gone, so... The evaluation period is almost impossible to do with where it is. So the Rams are just trying to figure out who is going to play quarterback and who may be able to put some points on the board. And I don't know if they have an answer for either one of those things. So we will definitely see. Uh, one of the other ones, and, and I mentioned it to you in the open, is the Raiders, as much as this pains me to say, are probably still the most popular team in Los Angeles. They, they, right. they, they, they have yeah. more fans here than everyone else. And I'm really curious to see what it's going to look like at SoFi. We've seen a lot of different fans from a lot of different places come in and fill up SoFi Stadium. But I think the Raider element is going to be a totally different one. Oh, yeah, I agree. And I was there at SoFi week one when the Raiders played the Chargers. And I get it, it's a total different animal when it's the Chargers. I mean, hell, they couldn't even fill up a, a soccer stadium, right, when they were playing <laughs> uh, in the soccer stadium. So it's different. And the Rams are the defending Super Bowl champions. So I know that they're going to have some good representation. Of course, they have some deep roots there in L.A., unlike the Chargers, who originally were the San Diego team. But I do believe, especially doing radio all week long in, in Las Vegas, I do believe everyone who's been calling in has been excited, fired up you know, looking forward to the trip to L.A. or if they live there, going to SoFi Stadium and trying to black out the stadium, as they call it, even though I'm sure that they're going to be wearing their their white color rush jerseys. I think that that's what I saw. Uh, so that should be pretty cool looking. But, yeah, I, I think that the Raider representation, Raider Nation is really going to uh, show up and show out. They're very excited about that. And, you know, it's not it's not like you ever want, you know, a team to move multiple times in their franchise history. But I guess the one the silver lining to that is that you have – 
you have fan bases uh, rooted everywhere, right? You got them rooted in Oakland. They're rooted in, in uh, L.A. And, of course, they're, they're building in Las Vegas. So, I mean, they're, they're all over the place, but L.A. is thick with Raider Nation. So I do think it's going to be a loud, loud silver and black crowd. And it should be, should be very interesting to see how it all shakes out, what the dynamic looks like. Yeah, I'm curious, too, on, on, on where the Raider fans are because the Rams fans for the last – let's call it three weeks or so, really have kind of come to the realization, okay, this is not going to happen. They're not going to get hot. They're not going to start to yeah. win some games, and you go into that mode. It, it, it was, there, was that ever a consideration among the Raider Nation when you look at it because they got off to that bad start? Was it two and seven at one point before yeah. winning these three in a oh, row? Yeah. Was it just kind of, okay, it's not supposed to happen this year, and are they getting back on board? Yeah, I feel like they're getting back on board now, but I'll tell you, man, it was doom and gloom. The sky was falling, fire everyone, everyone sucks, this, that, and the other. I mean, man, it was it was hell on wheels for a while, brother. Let me tell you, man, I mean, the last three weeks has made my life a lot easier, you know, both doing the podcast and doing the radio station and, you know, having to talk to Raider Nation and, and, and try to, uh, you know, convey what I see at practice or what I hear from head coach Josh McDaniels. And, of course, he coming over from the Patriots. That doesn't help things either. So it was – it was bad, man. It was in a bad place for a while, and I think they're starting to see the plan and how it's starting to come together. And remember, this is without Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro that the Raiders' right. offense all of a sudden start to click, but they got this nice one-two punch going if they can keep it rolling, right? Is If Josh Jacobs could be healthy enough to play, if Devontae Adams could keep the party going, like I, I believe he can as one of the best wide receivers in the league. But, I mean, it's really, you know, it's just it's, it seems like it's coming together. People are starting to feel a lot better about the team. And Raider Nation is getting back on board, right? I mean, there was a time where I thought, oh, man, Allegiant Stadium is going to have more fans of the other team consistently than they do of the Raiders. And sometimes it happens. I mean, Las Vegas is a destination place. So people come to Vegas. People want to see their favorite team, spend a weekend there and see a football game at the same time. So there's still a lot of representation of the other team. But now that the Raiders are winning and have won three in a row, I think Raider Nation is like, okay, yeah, let's go. Wait, I think this team could do this. I think they can go on this run as they went on a four-game winning streak to end the season last year. So uh, they need more than four wins in a row. But if they get this game on Thursday night, then it could be four games in a row. So we'll see. We'll see how it happens. But, man, I'm pretty excited that they're at least turning the corner and showing some life. Yeah, Rams looking to get one in a row for the first time in about two months. So uh, we're keeping our fingers crossed on this end as well. So there's some of the biggest stories heading into Thursday night football. Uh, coming up next, we're going to get into some of the key matchups for this game. That is coming up next on a crossover Thursday, Locked on Rams and Locked on Raiders. Let me remind you that this episode is brought to you by Audible. Audible is releasing a slate of new football podcasts that we're sure that you're going to love. That's why you'll be able to find a sneak peek of Block Forever available on Locked on NFL right now. Block Forever is a brand new podcast from former NFL All-Pro Ryan Khalil and Audible. And Khalil takes you inside the conversation about football and takes it to the next level. He gives football fans an insider look at the game through the eyes of the greatest players and personalities of all time. He sits down with star players, coaches, former pros across the league to get real about what happens on the field and behind the scenes, including inside the locker room, during team meetings, and yes, back at the hotel. It gets guests discuss topics like player psyche, sports betting, playing through pain, being a leader, how to deal with difficult teammates. Nothing is out of bounds. It's available for free on Audible and wherever you get your podcasts. Head on over to Locked on NFL for a sneak peek of Block Forever or catch the full series available anywhere where you get your podcast. Available everywhere right now. Audible, get in the game. 
All right, you are listening to a crossover Thursday here on Locked on Rams and Locked on Raiders. My name is Travis Rogers, your boy Q, covering the Raiders for you out of Las Vegas as well. Um, let's talk a little bit about what's coming up as far as key matchups go, Q. Um, the Rams, you know, I'll, I'll go right here. I think that the Rams are going to have to find a way to get some pressure on Derek Carr. Aaron Donald yeah. is not going to play, and really – there have only been two players all season long that have been able to put any sort of regular pressure on the quarterback, and that has been Donald and Bobby Wagner. And Bob, that's not what Bobby Wagner does necessarily. It's been right. more of a necessity that the Rams have needed to get some pressure from somewhere. Leonard Floyd really has not stepped into that role. Um, you just have not seen anybody really take that mantle and kind of run with it along the way. Now, about two weeks ago, the Rams made a decision to cut Justin Hollins. They decided that they didn't want to have him a, a part of the organization anymore. And Michael Hoyt, who was a special teams player, really, that that's kind of why he was here. He was buried on the depth chart as a defensive tackle. They kind of threw him in a, 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 as an edge rusher just out of desperation. And really, they've gotten a pretty good push from him. They've gotten a couple of sacks from him. They've gotten a forced fumble along the way as well. A couple of different quarterback um, pressures as well. And where the Rams are in their season and where they are in this evaluation period, this is one of the guys that's kind of popped and kind of made you turn your head a little bit and take a second look. And if they have any sort of a chance to win this game, they're going to have to get pressure. They're going to have to force turnovers. They're going to have to get to that quarterback because Troy Hill, another one of their starting defensive backs, is yeah. out. He's not going to play this week. Uh, more than likely officially listed as questionable at this point. So Jalen Ramsey can't cover more than one person at one time which means they're going to have to put some pressure on him to get that. I think that's the one on the defensive side of the ball that I have my eye on. What about the Raiders? Yeah, I mean, I think that you got it. You hit it right on the head as far as one of the key matchups for this game is the trenches, right? And the Raiders offensive line was a big question going into the regular season. And it's funny uh, because as much of a question as it was for the Raiders going into the season, I thought that they had it probably the worst in the league. Come to find out that the Rams actually had the offensive line situation worse in the league. And what are they trotting out there? 13th different uh, uh, variation of that offensive line. So there's no cohesiveness there, right? They've been, you know, just kind of a mash unit. And they're trying to put whatever together that they can. Well, the Raiders, they were doing a, a rotation. Even in game, they were rotating guys in and out because they couldn't find the starting five that they wanted. The last three games, it feels like they're really comfortable with the guys that are out there. And, and one of those three games, the starting left tackle, Colton Miller, actually missed, but Jermaine Illuminor was able to hold it down. But the last two games, they got their starting five back out there. They look very comfortable. They've been doing really well. Last week against the Chargers, Derek Carr didn't get sacked at all. And matter of fact, Khalil Mack, who in week mm. one, he just wrecked the game for the Chargers against the Raiders. You didn't even know he played on Sunday. I mean, and I'm not saying the offensive line is the, the most stellar offensive line, but they made sure that Khalil Mack did not wreck the game. So I'm interested to see if they can continue to grow as one cohesive unit because, again, you know you've been covering the game long enough that the offensive line is the one piece that you really have to have a solid five. If you don't, it's going to be a problem. And so the Raiders had a big problem with that offensive line uh, for most of the majority of the season. And they were good at blocking for the run game, but they really weren't that good at pass blocking. I mean, all these offensive linemen, you know, they want to block moving forward than they do yep. want to back it up, you know, back pedaling. So, uh, you know, they're, they're starting to do that really well. Can they keep that going? And like you said, 
uh, if the Rams need to get pressure, can they keep that pressure off of Derek Carr? If they keep him clean, I feel pretty confident that the Raiders are going to be able to do what they want to do offensively as far as run the ball and deliver the ball uh, in, through the passing game, especially to Devontae Adams, who is having a really good season uh, with the silver and black. So that's definitely the trenches. The offensive line in particular is one that I'm really paying attention to. Can they continue to build off of what you know they were building off the last three games? Uh, what else are you looking at as far as uh, matchups? Yeah, one, one of the other ones, and you just mentioned Devontae Adams, is I'm curious as to whether or not they make Jalen travel with him, that if they just yeah. decide that yep. we're going to put Jalen on Devontae Adams and see what happens. And, you know, I don't think that anybody erases Devontae Adams. He's too good of a player to kind of do that. But Jalen's one of those guys that can at least give him a, a, a pretty fair fight and go up there yeah. and go toe-to-toe with him. But that's not something that the Rams typically do. They, they kind of find the guy in the moment and figure out who it is. I always use this as an example because this is the team that's really taking advantage of the Rams that when they play the 49ers, you know, sometimes George Kittle's the one they can't stop. They put, they put Ramsey on Kittle or maybe it's Debo one week and then they'll put him on, on their second quarter, second half or whatever it may be. Uh, it could be Brandon Ayuk. It could be Christian McCaffrey. It could be whatever it is they do. They try to move him into a matchup to try to neutralize the other team's best and and most dangerous offensive weapon um obviously like you mentioned with no waller that is Devonte adams that's the guy yeah. um that, that is the scariest from a rams fans perspective so i would imagine that they're going to get as many opportunities as they can to put jalen on adams but on those chances with it doesn't work out quite like that the rams are vulnerable they, they really their their secondary is very young outside of of jalen ramsey so I think that Devontae Adams may have a very big day. And then, like we talked about at the beginning, if you don't get any pressure on Carr and you give him any so anything approaching a normal amount of time or beyond, yeah. I think he's really going to do some work. Right. No, me too. And that's that. That's my other matchup that I was looking at. I was looking at Devontae Adams and other, right? And and, and yeah. that's not being disrespectful to Jalen Ramsey. I know that they're going to be matched up, but I, I know last week against Seattle, DK Metcalf did the little, hey, come follow me, come follow me. And <laughs> – and Jalen was like, no, nah, no, nah, you know, we're not doing that. And so I'm interested to see if, yes, yes, they do do that, you know, in this game, because I think it would be the best case scenario for, you know, the Rams. And obviously it'd be must watch TV as well, because those are two of the best that they're going at it. I think it'd be awesome to see. But, uh, you know, if that's not the way that they run things defensively, then then that's not what it is. And then I'll, I'll be interested in the chess match between Josh McDaniels and, uh, you know, Raheem Morris and, and how they're going to decide to, you know, defend Devontae Adams because, man, he's he's got a lather going. He's, he's playing some really good ball. Derek Carr is obviously comfortable with them. And, uh, man, they get going early and they get going often. And, you know, Devontae Adams, like I said, having a really good season. So I'm interested to see. Uh, personally, I'd love to see Jalen Ramsey just follow him the whole game and just we could just watch that, just watch that matchup. I think that'd be the best, you know, box office material. But I don't know how the matchup's going to go, obviously. But Devontae's lined up everywhere, outside, inside. You know, just in the backfield. I mean, he'll line up wherever you ask him to line up uh, in Josh McDaniels' offense, and then they'll obviously go into whatever they're they're trying to run. But uh, he's been a fun weapon to watch all season long for the Silver and Black. Even when they weren't successful, he was still doing some really good things. So, uh, yeah, that that's definitely going to be the ultimate matchup as far as I'm concerned. That may be from a Rams. Rams fan perspective, the one entertaining aspect of coming in is that particular matchup because I have a feeling I know what the end result is going to look though in the moment. Watching those two guys go at it mm-hmm. should be fun. Travis Rogers from Locked on Rams, your boy Q from Locked on Raiders. A little over Thursday action. When we come back, we'll give you our prediction, what we think may happen at the Stadium tomorrow night uh, when the Raiders and the Rams get into 
Let's talk about our friends at Bet Online. BetOn.net is your number one source for betting information, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from football to basketball, soccer, esports. They got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those as well at Bet Online. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today and use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the game starts. And Q, before we move on from this, the line right now six and a half for the Raiders, and hmm. that feels generous towards the Rams. I think that uh, six and a half <laughs> is a is a very very good number for your side of the uh, the ledger. Yeah, not bad. Not bad, right? I mean, to be on the road and have that kind of a, a number right there in your favor kind of tells you what, you know, the fine folks here in Vegas uh, think about <laughs> the game. And, you know, a lot of times, more times than not, I say it all the time and people laugh at me. There's a reason why uh, there's air conditioning in the desert, right? I mean, more times than not, Vegas <laughs> knows what they're talking about. So it uh, should, be, should be interesting, but, you know it's it's they got to play it they got to play it on the field not uh not in the casino not in the in the sports book so uh we'll see how the game shakes out absolutely and then while you're doing that you can have a little built bar as well because you have to try the built bars that we're talking about how about this a little cookie dough topper this is one of the new reimagined flavors coconut brownie bar anything with coconut i'm in on that coconut brownie topper as well white chocolate peppermint granola Come on, man. It's Bilt's take on a granola bar, but it is oh so much more filling and still insanely tasty. Candy cane brownie. How about that for the holidays? Anyone who hasn't tried Bilt bars before, they're literally the best tasting protein bars ever built. They're revolutionizing nutrition with 100% real chocolate, 17 grams of protein, and shockingly low sugar and calories. Just 130 calories. Sink your teeth into the first bite, and it'll change your life forever. No joke. There will be a time before you tried these Bilt Bar flavors and then the rest of your life. Get 15% off of your order right now by using the code LOCKEDON15 at Built.com. Get 15% off of your order right now by using the code LOCKEDON15 at Built.com. Built, you gotta try this. Thanks again for making Locked on Rams and Locked on Raiders your first listen every single day. For your second listen today, check out the Locked on Sports Today pod. The games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked on can provide. Locked on Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Q, we talked a little bit about the the line. The Raiders obviously favored. The Rams have not been a a favorite for quite some time. How do you think that this thing plays out tomorrow night at SoFi Stadium, Thursday night football, standalone game, the whole world watching? Yeah, it's really interesting, man. I'm excited about this game. I'm excited about this matchup. Of course, uh, you know, I feel like it's the Battle of L.A.'s, even though the Rams are actually the L.A.'s <laughs> team and the Raiders You're are right. just visiting. Right, but I mean, it's just it's still the Battle of L.A. as far as I'm concerned, so I think it's going to be a lot of fun. As far as the Raiders go, man, they they you know their offense, I feel pretty confident that they're going to be able to get things going with their offense. Adams, Josh Jacobs, depending on how much he plays, if he plays, you know, he's questionable going into the game. I feel like that he's going to continue to do what he does. And, and Devontae Adams is going to be able to, you know, be that great compliment. It's like a one-two punch, regardless who gets going first, uh, they both get going in the game. And that's where the Raiders have success offensively. My big, you know, curious part of the game is I want to see how the Raiders defense continues to mature. And I realize that there's either going to be a backup quarterback that's been with the team for a while as a starter, or there's going to be a new Baker Mayfield as a Mm -hmm. starter. And I don't think that it's going to 
You know, I I don't think that those guys in particular are are, are going to be big threats against the Raiders defense. But I, I don't think the Raiders defense can go into the game thinking that way. You know what I mean? Like they have to go in there sure. knowing that this is an NFL game. These are NFL players and anything could happen. So they've got to be on their A game. Rocky seeing again, I mentioned him being out. I think is a big deal because it doesn't allow them to be as physical as they like to be. Uh, Nate Hobbs coming back is a big deal. He came back on Sunday. And so. That was a nice welcome addition. And Chandler Jones had his first breakout game of the season last week against the Chargers. Can he build on that? Again, I mentioned that the Rams offensive line is is shaky. Uh, You know, they've had many different versions of that offensive line. So can Chandler Jones take advantage? Can Max Crosby take advantage? You know, can that interior part of the defensive line led by Jerry Tillery, can he take advantage? You know, I'm just I just want to see how that that Raiders defense and their defensive line in particular continues to develop. You know, just not even just for this game, but but moving forward, right? And so you've got to start to develop a rhythm and start to show that you understand what's going on and can you create some turnovers? So uh, really, I'm looking for the Raiders to try to come up with a couple turnovers, maybe give their offense a couple short fields and allow that momentum to all of a sudden help that offense just strike. And then the other thing that they did on Sunday that I didn't like with the offense was they started off slow. So I think that they need to come out of the locker room and and not allow the Rams to feel like, hey, you know what? This is a game that we definitely could win. You know, I mean, and, and again, I know they can win it because they're an NFL team, so I don't want to sound like, oh, the Raiders are going to just walk into SoFi and take a victory, and it's just that easy because it's not. But uh, they got to go in there and show that they're the better team. And right now, I mean, they, they're the better team, right? Just because of all the injuries that the Rams are dealing with, it's just, I mean, it, it is what it is. Aaron Donald out, Stafford out. I mean, you, you tell me, right? I mean, it's just, sure. that's what it is. They've got to go in there and establish their kind of dominance. That's that's how I think that they win the game. If they win the, the game, they'll go in there and they'll, they'll have a dominating force and show why they have a three-game winning streak going on and show why the Rams, you know, have a six-game losing streak. You know, and I, I just – I feel comfortable that they're going to win, but I just want to see it. I want to see it to believe that they're going to actually go in there and operate the way uh, the way that I have it played out in my head. So uh, that's that's kind of, a I guess, a long-winded way of saying the way I think that the game goes. But uh, you never know, man. It's the NFL and these – crazy things happen so yeah uh, i didn't i didn't think the raiders could lose to the colts and they did right with jeff saturday <laughs> first time head coach so That's there's right. that so <laughs> yeah there there's i you, you said it a couple of times and i point because you know we get invested in this stuff and you think okay well this guy's not good and that guy's not good. they are all nfl players and they're in right. this league for a reason and it's because they're really really excellent football players that being said the rams are using guys that barely in the nfl they are they're like you've mentioned it a couple of times the rams offensive line is not just bad it is historically broken this is something they play the same offensive line for the second time this upcoming week may we'll see exactly who the guys they roll out there about 5 15 tomorrow night but they've had 14 different people offensive line this year 14 different guys who played on the offensive line for this. And Rob Havenstein, their right tackle, is played in every game. So you've got 14, well, I guess 13 guys wow. from the remaining four positions. That's what the turnover's been like far this season. As far as a prediction goes, as far as a path to victory, you mentioned a couple of turnovers and a short. That has to happen for the Rams. The Rams do not have the offensive firepower to go into 75-yard drives over and over again and score touchdowns. They're going to have to get a short field more than one time. They might have to get a defensive score or a special team score along the way to kind of steal a possession, steal some points. And 
as weird as it sounds, they're going to have to try and kick as many field goals as they can. I don't think that they're going to get a ton of opportunities to score touchdowns. Matt Gay has been the lone bright spot for this team offensively. Um, he's got range to about 60 yards. So if you can get a couple of those short fields, even if you can't turn them in to touchdowns necessarily to grab some fees and hope that your defense makes some plays because thinking that Bryce Perkins or Baker Mayfield, or if we see John Wolford, which I'm skeptical about, um, they're not going to put up a bunch of points. They've only scored more than 20 points twice all season long. They, they finally Ooh. went over wow. 20 again for the second time last week against Seattle. They did do what we talked about. They got short fields. They played pretty good defense along the way. Wolford made a couple of mistakes, but was not dreadful. And they still lost. They, they, they played their best game of the season and still lost at home to a Seattle team that, to me, is okay. They're, they're not a bad team, but they're certainly not um, a, a dominant team the way that we've seen some other ones come through. So I think this thing tilts heavily towards the Raiders. But like you mentioned, a, a bounce here or there, right. a 58-yard field goal here or there, and the Rams are in deep, deep trouble. All right, that's going to do it for this Thursday crossover. Over edition of Locked on Rams on Raiders for all of you Raiders fans, all you Rams fans, enjoy the game coming up on Thursday for your boy Q Anders. Until next time, whose house? It's Locked on Rams and Locked on Raiders house.